Good morning. Welcome back to Gristle Beach, the grotesque shores of. <laughs> oh, figure it out. So it's it's now. What day is it? The ninth. It's Tuesday, the ninth of July, two thousand nineteen. Quite a gap between recordings for me. Ruben, Ruben's not very road sensible, especially when he's excited. Let him get too far ahead of me. I mean, it's very quiet around here. Ruby, come in. Just the very area where I live is the sort of place people bring their, like their little cousin when he wants to learn to drive and do actual driving tests. You know, driving school people come in to practice manoeuvres because it's so, it's so quiet. It's really, if you're driving a car, this isn't on the way to it. Um, so, yeah, I say it's been quite a long time between recordings. I appreciate it. Not normal podcasts leave quite a long gap. Well, just normal amounts, like a week or two. This isn't an old podcast. This is supposed to be an audio diary. And we didn't talk about any events last time. I just went on and on about, uh, about <laughs> things I don't like. So, the reason I didn't record was because I think last Thursday, after work, I thought it would be a good idea. You know, I've been doing so well with the not drinking. And I must underline, I'm not, you know, I've not been to the doctor about this. <laughs> I just have recognised, I think, a sort of negative path of not really getting things done and not really feeling very great in myself the next morning. Uh, so, I've, you know, that's expensive. It's kind of boring. At its worst, it can be fairly humiliating. You know? You make yourself a sort of fool, and you go, you wander around thinking, you know, this is nice, a cosy feeling inside, lovely, warm, cosy feeling, sing a song to yourself, think this is fun. And then you bump into somebody else and have an interaction with them in which you are you're desperately handicapped. And then they you catch them looking at you with that look that says, this guy's fucking drunk. <laughs> and you just get offended and you start swinging, you know? Um, so last Thursday I, was, I, had a, I had a few drinks and uh, I had a nice time... Um, walking around the Olympic Park with El Dogarino in the evening. This little uh, gang of Asian teens. Oh, dogs doing shit. Traditional podcast uh, harbinger. The uh, the dog log. Oh, we've talked about this, haven't we? Just hold your breath. Approach from the upwind and you'll be fine. Yep, yep. Um... He, uh, yeah, this little gaggle of, of teens, um, sort of hiding under a, not hiding, just, I mean, in a quiet area around there, like, you know, sort of under a bridge. And I think there's, um, I think there's, like, private security. Well, I know there is for this area. I wonder, like, well, I wonder how bad this place is going to get when they turn into the neighbourhood they've been dreaming of, you know? 
So I've never actually seen any police. <laughs> it's always just these sort of half-assed rental cops. I suppose they don't care really. But he goes, um, he walks up. You've been spotted smoking marijuana on the CCTV. You must leave. And uh, they just took like just took it immediately. Okay. Just started walking, moseying. I'd say they were moseying rather than they weren't driving, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, it's right foot moving. He knows I've got tricks in my top pocket. Yeah. Um, I said, uh, I just interjected, as you do when you've got enough confidence to think you're interesting. I am becoming one of those people that talks to people in the street. Just interjected and said, can I have some marijuana? And he said, no, anyone that has marijuana has to leave. I said, but I'm drunk, is that okay? Angered me. Oh, just like, oof. Like, his heart wasn't in it. You know, it's hard to set this up somebody when you're not butting up against any of their actual beliefs, they're just like, <laughs> they're just uh, dabbling in the fringes of their things they have to do for money that they don't really care about. Um, and then the night, yeah, that's Thursday night, I went to see Spider-Man, Far From Home. Um, Ruby, come here, come here, out of the fucking way, come here. Uh, cyclist was quite literally grimacing <laughs> with how fast he was riding. Okay. The dog was just trotting along. One of these people hits my fucking dog, I'm going to be fucking livid. First thing this morning, we'll go back to Spider-Man maybe. First thing this morning, little little check on my phone as soon as I wake up. Last thing before I go to bed, first thing, wake up, stare into the internet, right? Little video on social media uh, shared someone in Tottenham, fortunately, which is quite far away. I don't, you know. <laughs> I'm protected from Tottenham. Tottenham can't hurt me where I am now. Um, just of, like someone with a little wire head, fat Jack Russell, that they tied up outside a shop. And these two fucking teenage girls, unremarkable looking, untying the string and just uh, wandering off with it. Now, I've thought about this before. I was in the shop, my little local shop, uh, a couple of months ago, and a bloke who was pissed as a fart in that way where they're incredibly friendly, but you just think, let's just keep this friendly, because if you get offended, you seem like the type might swing at me. Um, but I don't want you to know that I've made any conclusions about you. I just keep smiling. And um, he said, ah, oh, it's a nice dog. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, listen, I want to tell you something. Come outside the shop. I was like, I was in the queue. I was like, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> I was humoring him. I wasn't scared. Just humoring him. Not scared. And uh, I went outside the shop. He said, listen, you can't leave your dog tied up outside the shop. People around here steal this happened to my friend. And I, um, I was able to sell him on that case because it's my local shop, I'd stand in the queue and I could see on the CCTV because <laughs> there's, you know, a million cameras in that shop. It's like um, the Big Brother house with uh, 
more avocado. But uh, he was patting it and stuff, and so I said, oh, that's nice of you to say. Thank you, but don't worry, you know, I, I've got my eye on the dog. And he's about that, and calms you down. But in this fucking, <laughs> they just wander off with the dog. And I've thought about this, as I say, what would the dog do? Because he quite happily will go, like, for a walk with one of my housemates. Or even, like, them and, you know, a few friends that they don't, he's not really met before. If somebody just untied him <laughs> and walked off with him while I was inside, in, like, when you see him on CCTV waiting for me outside the shop, he's just staring at the door of the shop. He's riveted. And would he, just to be able to get moving, carry on with this walk that he's enjoying, he just go with anybody? I sincerely hope we never find out. That's horrible. Anyway, also, like I said, I've thought about that, and another thing I've thought about is the possibility of getting mugged. And uh, there's a post, it was at seven this morning, and it said this happened to me one hour ago. Me, I say. It wasn't me, it was the person who was writing the post. It said that he'd uh, been walking along White Post Lane, which is quite a safe little... It's down by the canal, but it's overlooked by both sides, by um, residences, you know, blocks of nice flats. There's a bar and cafe and all boats along there. Quite busy, and it's daylight, six in the morning. Just got punched in the face by uh, four teenage boys who um, said they, they said they threatened him with more violence if he didn't give them a PIN number. I've heard of this happening where they, one of them stays with you. You give them the PIN numbers, one of them stays with you while the other ones go and, and get the money out of them. She, and presumably they'll ring. <laughs> they'll they'll um, give you a bell if the pin number's wrong and the guy will hit you some more <laughs> until you give him the right one. Um, I know I'm not sure my fragile masculinity could, could cope with being mugged. <laughs> I just about got over having my phone snatched out of my hand. But a mugging? A violent mugging? I think I'd serve. I think I'd fight back. I think it's since teenagers. I think it's natural. <laughs> and these ones were unarmed, and it was daylight. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think I'd rather... I think we raised this. I think I'm still... This is quite a male thing, to not really grow up. Like, just like... You give the appearance of being a grown... But you think deep down, I'd rather be killed than have taken a beat <laughs> or like beg for <laughs> so, so someone to stop hitting me. That would be really, um, you know, I mean, embarrassing implies that the problem is without. It would just be something I wouldn't be able to cope with myself. Anyway, so those are the two things that look bad. There are these, this gang, other gang of four kids that I spoke to, Dr. Mike and the Wiggies, I bumped into them in the shop, and they were all arguing about what kind of uh, Ribena is best. And they were harmless. Maybe one day, I'll get mugged, and they'll go, oh, wait a second, don't mug him, he's that cool guy that went, in, went to bat for us. <laughs> and they'll say, you know what, you can, you're in our gang now, they'll say. Yeah.
Firstly, Spider-Man. Uh, this is a bit boring. Oh, I was stupid. I thought it was a bit stupid. I didn't think Mysterio was a very good villain. But it's well played. But and it tied well into the uh, other the story of the other films. But really, another villain who's like angry with Tony Stark. I didn't like um, the Mandarin when he turned out not to be an exciting magic man. And he's just uh, some bloke. Obviously, your man there, Ben Kingsley, Serban, 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 Serban Kingsley. He did a very good job, but well, it's boring, isn't it? And then it turns out to be another businessman that's angry at Tony, like in the second one. And the first one, all of his mates, all of his enemies are just guys he's ticked off at work. That's a bit boring. And now they're, now they're, they're fighting... Um, Spider-Man, even after he's dead. But I did, uh, I did think they did a good job of writing the, uh, just the teen drama comedy bits of them getting around in uh, in Europe, having a nice time. I thought uh, MJ was a much better drawn character this time, and the actress did quite a good job playing MJ. So, um, <laughs> and then I just fucking, I think I was. I think I came home and had a bottle of wine and a takeaway. Fuck me. And then Friday I didn't feel too hot after having talked up that I wasn't drinking anymore. Uh, I think I, I, I think I might have left a little bit early. And then had a few beers and another takeaway for me. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Fr- Thursday was the day I went to the I went to the um, the Five Guys just before the movie, and uh, I was just watching the people make Five Guys, and it was highly entertaining. And uh, when they brought me out my Five Guys, I said to the guy, "That was uh, watching you guys make burgers is probably more interesting than the film I'm about to see," which was probably true. And he laughed, and then uh, when I was on my way out, after seeing the film, but it's over by then, that, someone shows up at my elbow on the escalator and says, oh, I hope you enjoyed the show, come back any time. There's this <laughs> French guy that works at Five Guys. Uh, just pops up and um, have a little laugh with me. He's a nice guy. Uh, oh, and then Friday, I think after work, oh no, I went to go to... Uh, I had to go to St. Bartholomew's Hospital for uh, work, which is actually a really nice place. And I get sort of, um, there's one or two things that I'm quite good at. Uh, there's one or two like areas of like administration that needs to get done in a hospital that no one's really interested in. Um, and I'm not interested in them either. But they need to get done, and the people I've got you know, above me are very supportive of me doing it properly and stuff, or as close to properly as I can. And um, also, I'm quite good with computers, but in a way where, like, I'm not formally 
trained, and I'm not sure I've got the kind of brain that would be able to do that programming anyway, but I've definitely never really tried. Uh, but to a almost like labor, like someone that deliberately avoids having to deal with computers, me being able to take a screenshot or, you know, or rename Word document, in extreme cases, it's just that, it can look like a computer person. So when I was at Bath, interruption there, my alarm went off because I'm, uh, I got up early. I'm going to do some exercise before work. I've never done that. Uh, I will. I can't do some exercise while thinking about the dog. I might be desperate to go to the bathroom. Um, yeah, there's a guy there who's like a real actual computer person, like an actual programmer and an analyst. And um, he obviously was like, he could detect that I was not bullshitting, but I was just getting um, compliments I didn't deserve that weren't even really relevant. When I, I've got a badge on my, my badge at work says data analyst and um, somebody, when I started working at at the site that I work at, said, uh, in the list, you the new data analyst? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was when they, what do you want on your badge? A few weeks later, I was like, data analyst? And now I'm a manager. I Now I'm a, a data analyst manager. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I just Google everything. Anyway, that was nice. And I went to get uh, my Zvex one-of-one hand-painted, um, what's it got, a Woolly Mammoth 7, it's a guitar pedal, from, back from JPS Amp Repair in uh, Denmark Street, what was once called Tin Pan Alley. <laughs> Tin Pan Alley presumably isn't a an official name for it or anything. But no one calls it Tin Pan Alley now, so I wonder. I mean, I could Google it. Um, nice guys there. I've got to the point now where I'm kind of recognised by a few people down that road because I keep buying things there or going back to get things repaired and looked at and swapping pedals for pedals and stuff. I think I might be at an equilibrium now with my, with my musical purchases. Anyway, there's nice guys. We had a nice chat about it. Guys telling me that germanium resistors in your standard buzz factory are quite temperature um, dependent. So on a hot day, uh, it does sound significantly different. So you leave your settings overnight. You think, oh, I'll come back to this. And um, when you do come back to it, the ambient temperature has changed and uh, it sounds different. That must be fucking annoying. Not that I probably noticed. I'm a bit like lump and headed about this. I'm not very I don't really have an ear for music. I don't think. Um and then uh, there they had uh is Aid Elmsley who sort of designs I think he's I don't know if he's the owner of Orange Amplified, I'm sure Orange Amplified is probably placed on the stock market something they're pretty big now. And but their art research and development department is there for that company is at this amp repair place in Denmark Street. And it, by which I mean, like both times I've been there, I've seen, seen it. It's just Aid Elmsley. It's quite famous in that, in that world. A world of amps, world of knobs and twisting and so on. 
just sitting on his own in a little side room, chatting to the guys as they go past the door and fiddling with uh, new designs for pedals. Quite exciting. The first time that I encountered him, I sort of waited until I'd concluded my business and stuck my head in and said, Big fan, by the way. Yeah, big fan. Uh, I've got a couple of your Yes, I've got a couple of your apps. Thanks very much for them. I mean, I paid for them, of course. I'd like to thank you for making them because I enjoy them so much. Something like that. Um, it was pathetic. He was not impressed, and I got out. <laughs> I got out of that place. But <laughs> I think I might have had a drink after that as well. Because <laughs> it was not very nice. Um, I should. Uh, I don't think I've ever think of a time when I've seen a celebrity and made that decision to inter interact and been happy that I did it. Once we were at, um, at Soho House in Central London somewhere. And this is when I was living with someone who worked in TV. And they would go there, you know, wherever. And I, I, I'd been told previously about a friend who'd been, he'd been in quite a rough pub. Well, I think more of a normal pub, but quite possibly a pub where they had some problems with drugs. And, you, you know, it can reflect poorly on, a, on an establishment if this sort of thing's going on. It can be a bit of, a bit of trouble. So they get these. They put these signs up, drug, drug dealing and drug taking will not be, um, will not be tolerated. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're fucking narc. <laughs> it just means that you know, it's more trouble than it's worth. Uh, so much shit going on. So those people smoke weed at first, and they might buy some chips and stuff. Um, but he'd been in one of these places, and he's he's a very innocent little guy. Oh, Ruben's bouncing up the little up the slope here, the tall grass. I think he's detected a rat arcing through the air like a dolphin. He's very much bouncing now, he takes some medicine. That's good, I think. Well, I think it's um, unambiguously good. So, he's in his place, very innocent little guy. He's bumped into his mate in the toilet, washing their hands. And he's, uh, ooh, little birdie there. He's putting his, he's putting Carmex. On, which is a kind of comforting, mumsy <laughs> brand of uh, lip balm. I don't know why I think of it as mumsy. But yeah, it's Carmex, a little bit of Carmex. So he's putting that on. And he offered his friend some Carmex as well. Ah, bottle of his, a little bit of my Carmex. And they both <laughs> put on their Carmex, come out of the toilet, just chatting, having a nice time, rubbing their lips with their fingers. There. Uh, I go, ah, oh, good, that, innit? <laughs> Try out. Out of the bathroom, bouncer. These two blokes coming out of the bathroom, rubbing their lips with their fingers and saying, oh, that's good. Wow, back room, both of them. Screaming out, where are the drugs? Where'd you get them? How dare you? Calling the police. <laughs> Real trouble. They got in, and obviously it's such a. Like, it was Carmex, it was just lip balm. That's quite. Not very plausible. <laughs> they took them a while to get out of it. Anyway, um. I was thinking about that when I was inside my house that time, and somebody, the 
a cleaning lady who admittedly is not a bouncer, actually. I haven't had bouncers at Maybe they're on in uh, disguise or something. A cleaning person came in to me and my friend was quite wasted, doing cocaine off the, like off the sink, <laughs> not even in a, in a cubicle, just doing the cocaine in the bathroom. And she apologised and left us to it, you know? It's one rule for the, I've, I mean, it's one rule for people who you could possibly infer were rich from their environment. And it's one rule for other people who've got more money but were in a nastier place at the time. Um, what was I going on about? Yeah, speaking of drugs, I was approached by a, let's say, for want of a better word, a crackhead. So I don't know if this person's a crack, but it definitely, you know, that'll, that'll put the right kind of image in your mind, I say crackhead. While I was uh, unlocking my bike, and she, uh, she was just talking 19 to the dozen about, oh, can you please uh, oh, help my friend? So, uh, what, what I think, what she was trying to say was that her friend had got into a minor altercation with a woman. Like he'd, he, she'd given him some money for food and he hadn't gone in the food shop. He'd gone off to get drugs or something. And then she bumped into him again and was shouting at him as if. As if you're going to bother, <laughs> like yelling at a, uh, a drug addict. Stop taking drugs, Jesus. I mean, obviously it's very important that somebody does do that at some point, but it's a big responsibility to take on, isn't it? Start interfering in there. Once you, you, take, you kind of take on responsibility, don't you, once you start getting involved like that. So that's why I don't. She's telling me this. Oh, can you go over there and put in a good word for him? I couldn't even see this angry woman. I was just like, yeah, sure I will. Oh, she, oh, have you got any money? Oh, bye, bye. And she starts telling me another long story. And then she goes, um, bear in mind, she was incoherent, talking really, really fast, full of energy, hopping around. She goes, oh, you know what? It's a long story. I won't, I won't bore you with it. <laughs> she just is a sober, ostensibly normal adult. I know that won't detect the boredom drifting into my uh, eyeballs at the beginning of a long anecdote. <laughs> she, she's got, she, well, if she was so, she'd be the politest person in the world, I bet. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Friday night, whatever, just hanging out, doing a bit of music, I think. Saturday, painting the uh, painting the room for the new people. There's a new person coming to move into our flat. And I thought, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll wander and get some, I'll get some paint. Obviously, painting a room is never, there was a bit of um, dirt and stuff on one of the walls, so I just need to do that wall. But then you, you know, you're doing the edging bit and you're doing a slapdash job because you, you thought that it's more pace, less speed. You think, I'll just, uh, I'll just slap it all over this wall. And then once you slap it all over that wall, you realize you kind of touch the other walls a bit. So you have to do all them as well. And then you realize one of the walls is fucking, it's brick has been painted so the roller isn't working. It's not really touching the fucking ends of the bricks. That's a whole fucking thing. And you're sweaty and you're 
out of shape now, so you're fucking... I mean, I'm getting quite... This is no longer something that we can all relate to. This is what happens to me on Saturday now. Just uh, tired and slow. And then you take the dog out for a walk and just start to have a couple of drinks and then you're drunk and you're doing all that stuff. And a bottle of wine involved before you know it. I also watched a lot of strange things and um, sorted out my guitar pedals because I finally got back all the guitar pedals I I want and all the ones that were being worked on and built for me or repaired. There's Evex pedal, by the way, that was being repaired. That's handmade, one of one, limited edition. Um, it was wired up wrong. <laughs> the wires were just crossed. And I, when I, when I had emailed the repair place, they said, oh, we'll all send you a delivery note, because it might just be that the foot switch has been damaged in transit, it looked like that to me, but uh, occasionally that happens. We'll send you a delivery note so you can send it back to us. And uh, then I wrote back and said, oh, thank you. Will I have, they said, I said, do you know if I will have to pay duty again? And do you know if there's anywhere in London I could take it instead? That was no fucking reply to that. And no uh, no delivery note has been forthcoming. So um, it's almost like they just it's almost like I bought something incredibly expensive off them, and they haven't uh, and they've just got bored in the middle of the support inquiry. I suppose it was I was being. I was being too complicated. I was doing a pain. Yes. Oh, it's all over now. It was only 20 quid to fix it. I just wired up wrong. Um, what was I saying? Oh. <laughs> I think we're about um, about getting home now. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd have my guitar. Pedal board. And then I bought a bicycle. Ashley which is something I've wanted for a long time, online. And I took the, in the Sunday morning, a bit over, I took the, uh, I took the Dobson's Light Railway from Pudding Mill Lane. And the Dobson's Light Railway goes through a lot of really weird sounding places that just don't sound like Riding a Doctrine's Light Railway and listening to the names of the stations come up on the PA there sounds like you're in uh, a fantasy alternate London and some creative bright spark is very well reviewed in SF magazine has come up with. It just sounds like it's not real. It sounds like another bollocks. It sounds like a place in London, but I've never heard of it. Um, I went down there. I met this guy Tom. Bought his bike off of him. And he's really, really nice. He wants to talk about bikes a lot. And, uh, hang out. I think he was pleased. I've been pleased. As I told him, I gave that, my old Tanglewood guitar away to, uh, a mental health college rather than, um, rather than selling it. Not that I would have got much money for it, but I, you know, the money would have just gone into the money pit, which obviously my life is. 
but the feeling of giving something away to somebody who's a bit mental is incomparable. Um, yeah, and I rode back past a few pubs on the way, bloated and sleepy when I got home, had to have a little nap. And then yesterday I actually had a pretty good day at work. And I didn't I didn't even eat any meat. And I made vegetarian din din when I got home. And then me and Matthew went for the bike ride. I gave my old bike to my friend Matthew. And then Coke managed to coax him out for a bike ride. He hasn't ridden a bike in a decade. He's like, we were laughing with our housemate, our old housemate. She said, oh, you never forget how to ride a bike. He said, that's right, you never forget that you don't know how to ride a bike. You never forget the last time you were, you never forget the humiliation of the last time you rode a bike. Anyway, Alf, let's go. So, yeah, we went around the Olympic Park a bit. And it was quite nice, and I made him a little bit of din din. And I watched um, Unforgiven and did a few takes of this got this song with I'm trying to do at the moment where I've got a kind of solo but it's not solo, it's just a little talky sort of wow 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 in between lines or that's kind of the idea I've got for the song. There's quite a lot of uh lead guitar legwork um which isn't really my forte but I'm sure we'll get there in the end. I think I just stopped the tape. I'll record everything I do as I'm figuring it out, and then there'll be some moments of magic in there. And I'll end up sticking together a tape that's full of things that I've just found quite fantastic, but there's no way I'll ever be able to replicate. I think that's what we're heading for here. Anyway, I'm going to go inside and do a little bit of exercise, maybe, and then um, give the dog his treat and go about my day. Uh, take care.